0: Gabe, what's going on, man? What's going on, Mike How you doing? I'm great. Appreciate the time. If you don't mind, for those who don't know you or Game Time Elite Training, can you give them a, a, a background story? Two, started two yeah. years ago.
1: Yep. Um, so pretty much played four years of varsity basketball. Um, throughout high school, like my later years in high school, I started um, training some kids. My dad ran like a little uh, feeder program um, for the high school, uh, the local high school, and I was helping them out, and some kids wanted to do some training, you know, so I started training them about, like, my junior year, um, trained those kids for, for a few months, you know, and they started getting better, and they started asking if they could bring a couple friends, um, and so I started training a little bit more kids, little by little, um, I ended up going to a, uh, JUCO, uh, actually, so, Throughout high school, I had a bunch of knee injuries. I dislocated my kneecap four times, and then I broke my tibia um, once. So it sidelined. I only played my full sophomore year, full junior year, and then I only played 10 games my freshman year, six games my senior year. Um, So I was talking to some schools, D3 schools, NAIA schools, um, and they ended up telling me, you know, you're probably just gonna need to go JUCO, you know, cause obviously D3s don't offer athletic scholarships and whatnot. So had to go, um, JUCO route, win JUCO, um, for a year. I ended up tearing my meniscus, you know, after the first season and I was just like, I'm done, you know, I'm just gonna focus on, um, training, get a job. I, I worked at a little, uh, little gym in my, in my town, worked like the front desk. And so I was training kids doing that, um, And so I started training the kids that I was working with, you know, throughout high school a little bit more. Um, And they just got into high school when I stopped. So, um, you know, working with them, working with some of their friends, um, just grinded it out, you know, for for a while. Um, And then, you know, eventually got to to where I am um, now. Oh, I can't hear you, Myson. You're on mute
0: you dislocated your knee four times, tore your meniscus yeah. and fractured your tibia. You, Yep. Tibia. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Bro, what makes you come back after like the fourth dislocation or the, mm. or any of that? Yeah.
1: Honestly, man, like I just, I was just hungry, man. Like from, from a young age, I just wanted to, to play college basketball, play. I wanted to play professional basketball, um, you know, and that was like a goal of mine. And I was just always super determined and, there was times, believe me, like I wanted to quit. You know, I would tell myself all the time, you know, I'm going to quit. Like, why me? Why is this happening to me? And there was a lot of times where I almost gave up, you know, but I just wanted it and I didn't want to give up, you know, on my my teammates, you know, because we had a really good high school team and I didn't want to give up on them. And I just wanted to chase my chase my dream, you know. And then it got to a point where I was just in college, you know, and I was training kids and I finally just diso- tore my meniscus and – you know, at that especially at that level, you know, Juco ball is, is high-level basketball. We had a lot of – we had a couple we – I mean, pretty much our whole starting lineup went to play D2s, after the D2 school after, um, after that year. And it was just super high-level basketball, man, and it just set me back a lot. You know, I had to learn how to freaking walk again, learn how to jump and do all that stuff. And it was just – especially at that level, it was just too hard, and I already went through so much stuff. So I was just like, I'm just, you know, done with that and I'm just going to focus on training kids. But, um, yeah, it was just – just didn't want to give up, you know.
0: Ryan Buchan, uh, two-hands basketball, he has a similar story. I don't think he had as many injuries as you, though. Mm-hmm. But he has a similar story where he – you know, I don't know if he says depressed, but he definitely was down and, and sad until he, you know, started helping out at IMG and training and realizing, okay, he can still – fulfill this passion for basketball through that you kind of already had that going for you though so did you just when did you start to really from the injury until you really started picking up on the basketball training piece Mm full-time that gap until you realize oh I can still hoop I can live out my hoop dreams and enjoy the game of basketball through training
1: even though yeah with playing yeah so honestly like throughout high school like I was obsessed with uh Devin Williams, Devin in the left. and I was, always used to watch his videos, and I was like, because I honestly was like, I don't even know what I want to freaking do when I get older throughout high school. I was like, I don't know what the heck I want to do. I was thinking about being a sports performance trainer, um, and as I started getting older, you know, and getting into college, I was like, yeah, I don't I don't want to be a sports performance trainer, you know, and I was already, like I said, training some a couple kids, and I really enjoyed it, and I was like, honestly, like, I, I think I can do this I saw other people doing it you know like at the time it was like Devin Williams was really big Jay Law was really big um, I mean they still are big but um, they were pretty much like the prominent ones the only ones that were doing it like full-time you know and I was actually worked out with um, sorry if you can hear the dog barking in the back but um,
0: going ham I right like, right actually now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually was working out with uh, Jordan Lolly a few times you know maybe once or, once or twice a month because um, 'cause would come down to San Diego And I'd worked out with him, you know, and I was like, damn, I think, you know, this is something I can do. And I didn't really think too much of it. But then, you know, finally when I was done playing, I I really started to take it a little bit more seriously and and try to do it, you
0: know, way more. So did J-Law hit you up on that internship program or did you hit him up? How did you get connected with him?
1: No. uh, So I just – I worked with him. He actually – so when when – I hit up Tony, uh, I forgot how to say his last name, TVB ball, Tony um, Bassettura, I want to say it is, his his okay. uh, other trainer, because, um, like, he followed me on Instagram, and so I hit him up, you know, I was like, I want to come, you know, learn from you guys and help you guys out, and I'll do anything I can to to uh, get up there and help you guys out, whatever, and just learn, you know, I'll rebound, freaking clean the floors, do whatever, and so right. he was like, oh, man, that's, that's awesome, Whenever he told me I could come out. And uh, I actually didn't, so last time I worked with J-Law, so this was two years ago when I worked with J-Law, right? And I went up there. I worked out with him. Last time I worked out with him was like three years prior to that. And like I said, I only worked out with him maybe like once, twice a month. And it was only maybe for like a span of four months maybe. Right, so I didn't see him too much. And uh, at first he was like, dude, you look really familiar. You know, like as I was talking to J-Law and he was like, you look really familiar. And then he was like, "Don't tell me, you know, where. Don't tell me who you are. Like, I know who you are and whatever." And then he finally clicked, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I used to work with you up in San Diego," and he remembered, you know, the whole the
0: whole thing. Um,
1: but I was so well, you up trained there. with him as a trainee
0: at first, and yeah, then as a the trainer. Train, yeah,
1: yeah, okay. yeah. So I used to like he used to work me out, right? He used to do like groups and uh, like clinics up in San Diego, um, like on Sundays, I think it was. And so me and a couple of my friends, we would go work out with him, you know, and he had like ten. 12 kids in the gym, you know, every Sunday we do that once, twice a month. Um, and then it finally clicked. Cause like back in the day, I used to have a buzz cut. I never had, you know, this, I never had this hair. Um, so it, it took him a minute to, to figure out, you know, who I was, but then, you know, he remembered. Um, but yeah. Hey, did he have the, out, the
0: Prius then? Did he have the Prius then? The orange Prius? That he was back in the around? day?
1: Uh, no, actually this was, I think he just upgraded. I forgot what he had. Yeah, what he had after the but he had something super nice. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember uh, he was telling us about that though when we were like working out with him. But he had something different. I can't remember what it was, but um, but yeah. So ended up going there for for a day and helping him out with like NBA pre-draft stuff, and um, and it was yeah, it was just NBA pre-draft stuff. So working with, we had like a guard workout, and then they had a, a workout with the bigs and stuff.
0: What do you? Uh, what would you say you? realize as a trainee now that you do as a trainer that helps you or that you kind of model your training after how did how did doing both sides of that help you as a trainer Hmm. that's a good
1: question um can you repeat the question one more time
0: yeah it wasn't worded very well at all (laughs) all (laughs) You've the spirit behind it like so you were a trainee at one point and now Mm -hmm. you're a trainer you've worked with him as an athlete and you've worked with him as a trainer from what i'm hearing how has that influenced you with what you do now with your style of teaching now
1: so i would say like i was working out i didn't realize you know how detailed you know he was very detailed, um, and he's still very he is detailed. I think you know I haven't worked with him in a couple of years, but um, he was very detailed back in the day. And you know he broke things down to where you know you can really understand it. You know because I was learning new stuff, I didn't really know some of the stuff he was teaching. I'd never seen it before, you know. But the way he dissected everything um, was was awesome, and it you know really helped me absorb that information, you know, and then apply it. Um, into like games and stuff. And then his energy was, you know, out the, like, it was crazy. Like energy was always on a hundred, you know, he was always, you know, hyping us up, you know, um, even like if we did mess up, like, he'd still like wouldn't be like, Oh, what the hell? Like, are you serious? Missing wide open late? Like he'd like still like find some way to cheer you up, make you happy and, and whatnot. Um, I would say I really took what I learned from him is detail um, energy and then like just his leadership ability. ability. Um, that's what I really took from him um, when I was working out with him and when I helped him out, you know, that one day. And I see all of this stuff on on
0: social media and, and as well, and so I can kind of get a grasp uh, from that. Speaking of social media, you you've been doing this full time for two years, two and a half years. hmm Yes. What was that decision like when you? But I'm gonna ask about social media next. What was your okay. emotional psyche like when you decided to quit from the front desk at that job, wherever you were working, Uh, what was that decision like when you quit and went full-time with the training?
1: Honestly, like I had no clue what the heck I was doing. Like I literally probably was working out 10 kids maybe, like 10 kids Um, and I was still in college. Um, I had, this was, I was going into my second year um, of college uh, and I had no idea what the heck I was doing, but I was still, you know, living at home. I didn't have to pay rent yet because I was still going to school. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to just try to make this thing happen. Um, and I would just literally have my phone out, record at every single session, you know, um, record every single session, and I would just try to hustle and, and get more kids. I'd try to find kids out in San Diego and, and, and get at them to see if they would want to, you know, come in and, and work with me but um yeah it was it was definitely rough to start man cuz i literally had no clue what the heck i was doing
0: what are you uh why did you go so hard on social media what did you see a benefit did it help you get clientele uh, what was your thought process um, with
1: that so honestly like gary v inspired me um gary Vaynerchuk, he you know he was been preaching for the longest time you know you got to post on social media to build a brand to build awareness you know post two to four times a day on every single platform so that really like stuck with me and I would when I first started I pretty much like two years two two to three years ago I'd post like every single day like literally like even when I wasn't doing it full time I'd still like post every single day um just because I thought you know I had to you know just to build awareness and actually like helped a lot i ain't gonna lie like i spent a lot of time po- putting out content that's where i kind of got grew my following from Was back those two years ago i'd post literally like two to three times a day two minimum and then you know some days i'd get three posts in there um and that's really what you know grew my following
0: these are detailed posts too like i remember your edits yeah like, yo yep. this yep. is like yeah. It was consistent yep. across the board with the branding. I'm like, yo, what software yeah. were you using? We talked about it before, the yeah. Clips software or yeah. something different. Yep,
1: it was, it was Apple Clips. And, and, I, and so the way I was doing it, I honestly never saw doing it like me. So they would use Clips, but I found out like a little thing. You can screenshot um, like a little um, moment in the video and you can put it into Clips, right? So you can get to someone making a crossover and then you screenshot that part right when they cross it over. And so then you put in the clips and now you're able to, you know, put down the details of all the, the crossover and whatnot. And so I was had that down, you know, and I would bust out two or three videos of that every single day. But it'd take me like an hour to freaking edit it, you know, but I didn't care. I would spend three hours, two hours a day editing. And I did not care because that's all I was trying to do. And I'll just post those and, and it helped. You know, I grew my following. But then after a while, I, I haven't posted a video like that in almost two years now, probably. Uh, maybe like a year and a half year and a half
0: the interesting part about that because your brand was like before i even knew you i knew your name and i also knew the way that you did the apple clips and edited the Mm -hmm. posts for instagram was different you know like because nobody because i think mike dunn was the first guy and then i forget the other Mm -hmm. the trainer's name but for you you did it differently than any other trainer i had seen on instagram mm-hmm. so question for yeah. you is i talked to um i don't know if you know nick aldero he's yep, uh yep, yep. I know Nick. Nick's, nick's posting like he's consistent he's been posting for like three four years straight you know mm-hmm. and i just had an interview with him and he said he thinks social media is overrated now of course he posts on it he's habitually posting because it's what he's gotten used to yeah. and for him i guess he's trying to market to a global audience so he can't help the kid in india in person like he wants to versus the kid Mm -hmm. that's coming to new jersey for you it helps you build your following it helps you grow but did it benefit your in-person training the way you thought it would yeah so honestly like
1: going back to nick like i've talked we talked to him about kind of like uh, we talked about social media kind of together um a few weeks ago and then i heard that podcast and he actually got me like thinking i was like when I heard that and you said it's overrated, you know, I was like, honestly, I was like, why? Like, I don't know why I've been so consistent. Like I always post, you know, every single day and I do, you know, I, I was inspired by Gary V. Um, and then like, I honestly have not been growing on like IG like at all, like I've listened to his thing too. And we talked about it, like I've lost followers as well. And I have no freaking clue why I've been like, even though I don't post two to three times a day anymore, I still post, you know, six to seven days a week, you know, once a day. Um, and I'm losing followers and I have no clue, you know, why. And so, um, I was, you got me thinking too. I was like, why, you know, why do I post, you know, so much, you know, I, it is a habit I think, you know, now too, um, for me, but, um, yeah, I was, I was, got me thinking about that. And I forgot, you said you asked a different
0: question. I forgot at the end. I I forgot. I guess, has it, has it helped you losing followers, but has it helped you in your in-person training business? No, it has
1: not. It has not helped me. I mean, okay, I would say say maybe the past two years, I haven't done exact, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'll just say off the top of my head, probably gained maybe 10 clients over time. And maybe not all those kids are still training with me, right? There's only maybe two or three kids that are still with me to this day. But, um, yeah, it has not really helped me at all in person you know it's helped me from like an online standpoint you know um selling some of my online products a little bit but i mean it's nothing
0: nothing crazy honestly like it it, yeah it hasn't really helped me um in person which is wild man when i ask these questions i'm not trying to like be polar or make people sway a certain way i'm just asking people who've done that junk like nick's been consistent you've been consistent you built in my opinion uh, like a big following a large following and I've always mm-hmm. wondered, like, how do you turn that educational content into, in because you're doing it the right way. I mean, you're posting stuff, you're posting videos that highlights the kids you're training, the athletes you're training, mm-hmm. but it also gives education to people on a global or nationwide scale. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. I'm trying to figure out what that gap is, because, yeah, like I listen to Gary V too, bro. Like I literally heard my man say... He said, and he, I mean, he, he's weird because like he actually texts back. He's tweeted back at me like two times. Oh and yeah, okay, that's cool. In the last video, the video I was looking at, he was saying communicating on social media. He was talking about the high school party rule, and he was saying communicating on social media is just as important as managing your checkbook, being able to pay your taxes, and what we were talking mm. about before this podcast interview, managed by the numbers. And I'm like, yo, that's that's pretty important. Mm that's huge so mm-hmm. what do you think that gap if you're being objective what do you think that gap is between man it got me 10 at first but it hasn't done anything for me lately where's that gap that you think is in your social media approach or strategy honestly
1: i don't even i don't even know what it is like i um
0: what do you what do you mean by gap the gap between like hey this I'm doing it. I'm consistent. I don't know why it's a habit, but it's, I really don't think it's helping me right now. In terms of growing growing your training pace, like the kids that you're training with and getting you more people to fill out that next group session or whatever the case may be, whatever the goal is.
1: Yeah. I honestly, like, that's a good question. I honestly don't know what it is. Um, Maybe people were so in love with like the the breakdown stuff and being so so uh i don't know so detailed you know they like the Mm. detail and i just thought i honestly don't do that stuff anymore that's not even really how like i I train kids anymore anyways either like i don't really like get it like i i'm detailed but i don't break it down like every single thing you know um but uh maybe if i went back to that it could help but i'd honestly i just don't want to do it because it just takes too much time and it's just not how i really teach like that anymore so it wouldn't be you know. I wouldn't feel right doing it. Um, i rather just post, you know, what I do in sessions and, you know, give people information that way because um, I still think it's informative and it's still helping people learn, but it's just a little bit different now. Um, some posts, you know, do really well, and then some just, you know, stink, but I'm, I don't really, like, trip over it. I don't, like, get all mad, you know, and think the whole day's ruined. But if it does well, it does well. If it's not, then it's, it's cool. I'm cool
0: with it. Yeah, man, I, I'm. I'm so glad you're being open and sharing this too, because it's. For me, I feel like I feel like a lot of trainers are going to be, some of them going to be like, man, I knew it. Like they're going to have confirmation, and others are going to be like, man, what the heck? Like, why? Why am I doing this jump? And like Nick was saying, it it definitely can help, but, I he thinks people overrate how much it can actually help, and I don't know, man. I'm 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 trying to figure out because I do see your content. I do see your posts. And for me, I'm scrolling so fast. Like it's rare that I actually stop and look and watch. It's at the point now, the feed is so cluttered, in my opinion, that whatever has your attention is, it's just good. Like just seeing the name in and of itself is good. I don't know if Mm -hmm. kids are actually stopping to watch it. I I imagine they are, but I'm just trying to find Mm -hmm. that gap, man, the anchor, like, okay, social media can help. It's not all about the money. It's all about helping people out. But how do you how do you bridge that gap between I'm helping with social currency and, or it's helping with actual currency with more trainees coming in the door. So I'm just going to be asking a bunch of people this question. So I'm glad you contributed to that.
1: And and one thing I'll say is like, um, like my goal has always been to help as many people across the world as possible. So, you know, that's kind of been like a reason, I guess, too, like I've been consistent with it. Um, And I'm finding, trying to find, you know, more ways to be efficient with my time, you know, because like I said, I used to spend two or three hours a day just editing like every single day. And now I don't even do that. Like, so like what I do now just to be more efficient with my time is I'll record just my sessions. So like I'll have a cameraman, he'll just come shoot one of my sessions. He does all the editing, you know, and then I just maybe pull small, cause I put like, I don't know if you um, follow me on YouTube, but on YouTube I post like full workout videos. So it'll be like a 20 to, you know, 25 minute video And so I have a bunch of clips in there and I'll just chop those up and I'll just put them on my feed. You know, that way I don't have to do a ton of editing editing. It takes me five minutes to do that. Um, And then like, I'll pull out my phone sometimes in sessions and I'll shoot a quick video of the drill and I'll do like a voiceover. Um, And that takes me, you know, 10, 15 minutes maybe. So now I have a video, you know, for for every single day and I don't have to worry about going outside of my time and going to shoot a breakdown video. And it takes, you know, an hour to two hours to shoot videos for the week. And then I have to go and it takes another five to six hours to edit all of them, you know. So I don't really do that anymore. I've been trying to be more efficient with my time. And hiring a cameraman, you know, has helped a lot. You know, it saves me a lot of time. If he just does all the editing, I might just have to go trim a clip to put it on social media real quick. And and that's about it, you know. So I've been um, doing a lot
0: better with with, um, scheduling and timing explain that for me again so you have a cameraman come he records the entire workout you may like trim the clip do you save it through youtube does he send it to your phone like because he has Mm. an apple product too or do you download from google drive what's your process for for all that yeah
1: so i hire him he shoots you know the whole workout he trims it up as edits on himself it's a raw cut video you know because i've noticed on youtube the raw videos um like for workouts and, and games or do the best you know and then the highlights and mixtapes you know do good you know kind of on ig and stuff but that's more for like in-game stuff um but for workouts i feel like the raw footage does a lot better but anyway so i have him you know shoot the whole video then he edits up then he'll either send it to me on um dropbox or or google drive and then i save it you know to my laptop uh, i'll get it to my phone and then I just go from there and I'll edit it up on iMovie or
0: I use this other app called LumaFusion.
1: And so I just use those two things and there's the video.
0: And the voiceovers are more so for IG, like you record the workout on your phone while you're there, maybe show the trainees some film. Mm-hmm. And then after the session, you like slow it down, voiceover on it, post it.
1: Yep. So like what I do is if I like, maybe there's like something I haven't posted before or, um, you know, something I think it's important i'll just pull my phone out i'll record i'll just leave it leave it recording for like a minute and then boom if someone like sometimes people don't even make a shot or people don't even hit it but i don't really care like i'll just post it in there and the kids don't really care you know obviously because people people think you know oh you have to be perfect this kid sucks he can't freaking make a shot but i'm like dude it's like everyone misses shots i know you miss shots when you're working out with stuff you know so i'm not really like Tripping about it because, like, people think everything's got to be perfect. I've had people be like, Oh, this dude just missed a a jumper. Like, he can't shoot. I'm like, Really? You're judging him off of one jumper? You've never missed one in your life. Like, but, um, right, come to a session. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I just record like a quick, you know, one minute clip and then I just put my phone away. Like, I don't really like have my phone out the whole session anymore, like I used to. I just might take I might have it out for two to three minutes max, you know, and then that's it, I'll put it away and I'm just, you know, even when I still have my phone, I'm still, you can still hear me talking. Like I'm just have my phone, you know, right here, but my eyes are just on the kids, you know, and I'm talking to them, even like when I'm recording, like I'll still, you know, look over here, I have it on the thing that I'm talking to the kid over here, you know, and trying to help him out. So I don't really try to let it like distract me and the whole session be about, you know, getting in on film. And that's why like, I have a cameraman too. Like he can just worry about that. And I'm just worrying about, you know, the
0: kids. That makes sense, man. Hey, mm-hmm. it's pretty good information. Do you have anything else that you think would be helpful to any trainers out there? I mean, you're young, man. You're, you're 22. When do you turn 23? Turn 23 next year. So I just turned 22 in January. Golly, yeah. bro. So yeah. super young. Any any word of advice to anybody who may be in college right now or anybody who's your age or just starting this thing uh, on what you would suggest to help them out?
1: If you are doing this right now and you're young, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it, you know, because I've trust me, man. I've even had my own parents tell me, like, I can't do this shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't don't ever quit, man. Like. Believe in yourself, believe in what you're doing and and keep it pushing, man, because this is possible. You can do it Um, before you succeed. You are going to fail. So realize realized that there's going to be bumps along the road. There's been so many times where I was like, dude, can I even do this? Like I wanted to quit too. Times where I was broke making no money, you know, so, and I just never quit. Like Nipsey Hussle said, you know, like I just never quit, you know. So um, this is what my shirt says right here. It says Dream Chaser. That's my shirt. You know, I wear it because I am a Dream Chaser, you know, and I've been a Dream Chaser since I was in high school. Um, and like I, like I said, I just never quit. Just keep it going.
0: Man, respect to that vulnerability and respect. Rest in peace to mm-hmm. neighborhood Nip Nip the Great. Yep. Um. Yep. Oh, and last last question for you, man. Like, how has like it real real deal? How has the playbook? How's Hoops Institute? I know Mark Kennebrew, He's shout out to him, mm-hmm. man. With Kinetic, mm-hmm. him he's giving away some some really some great advice. How has the playbook helped you out with what you are doing with your, your training business?
1: Man, it's changed my whole business. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, I. Yesterday, I looked at my income for the whole entire, month of, 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 or excuse me, whole entire year of 2021. And I've made more money in these four months than I did when I first started this two years ago. So that first full year I went full-time, I've already made more money than I did in that whole entire year. And it's only been four months of 2021. And it's helped me. Like, it's literally, it's it's because of the playbook and it's because of Kinetic, you know, applying those two things and putting them together it's changed my business man and it's it's awesome and, and if you're not on you know if you're watching this and you're not you know on um the playbook you got to get on it man because it's definitely going to take your business to the next level so this is something that you're, you're serious about and um taking your business to the next level
0: what did you have before this what website did you have and i appreciate you sharing that too
1: yeah mm-hmm. um
0: i had squarespace
1: i was using Squarespace.
0: And imagine like it, your, your site, it looked clean. Uh, what was the mm. challenge there? I mean, you had to do everything yourself pretty much, right? Like you had to, yeah. it's drag and drop. I never used Squarespace, but mm. what are the differences between like that Squarespace and the Wixes and the Weebly's versus the Playbook? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say it's almost like
1: similar, um, but it's kind of like harder to like, find like a cleaner, like look. Like, I feel like the one that you, that, that got set up through in um, the playbook for me is is phenomenal. And, like, I'm trying to like go back and I've looked at my old website and it's just like, it doesn't look as professional. It doesn't look as clean. Um, and there's like a bunch of different features that Squarespace doesn't even have, you know and the playbook
0: does. Um, that What's is, your favorite like, one? Favorite uh, feature? Yeah, yeah. Like any any feature, any feature. Yeah, yeah. Any feature that's your favorite feature that's been the most helpful, I would say, in the playbook.
1: The texting, texting, um, getting my own number and being able to text has been the biggest thing, for sure.
0: Word, man. Gabe, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you for mm-hmm. being willing to jump on.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Thank
0: you for having me on.
1: Yes, sir. We gotta do this again. Yeah, no doubt. I'm definitely down to do that.